Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan is not just a place, it's a people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. On this week's show, we're going to be looking ahead to Mullerhorn in the Ulster Intermediate Championship semi-final, where they're taking on Banahor from Derry. We'll be previewing that game. We're going to be looking over the Breffney All-Stars, which were revealed in this week's Anglo-Celt. Having a quick glance over the Under-20s Championship, which is in full flow at the minute. And we'll also just be discussing briefly the managerial merry-go-round as well as the Horland Championship semi-final, which uh, took place at the weekend. As always, joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick <laughs> sports editor with the Anglo-Celt. Um, Paul, I suppose to start off with Mullerhorn, great to have a, a Cavan team in the semi-final. Yeah, they're in the final of Horland. They are, yeah. The other, <laughs> the other ones, though. No, fantastic, yeah. It's, it's brilliant. And I think... Uh, uh, I think Mullerhorn's in with a fighting chance going by the bookies odds very little in it uh, yeah. it's brilliant like it just goes to show how rare it has been for Cavan teams to do well in Ulster even to win matches in Ulster has been pretty rare in, in the various grades so for, if Mullerhorn could get to an Ulster final it would really be a huge um, boost for football in Cavan yeah it would and, and I suppose it would really justify or, or I suppose yeah justify what the county board done by reducing the number of senior teams yeah, but like we, we hoped that the intermediate and junior uh, champions would do well this year, and we hoped obviously that the senior champions w- would do well because we had a better senior championship because we had less teams in it, more competitive games, less mm. dead rubbers, and you know it couldn't have been any more competitive. The two teams in the relegation final in the senior beat the two teams in the proper final. Yeah, so that, that says it all. Um, unfortunately, Castleran came up short against Coleraine, but I think they showed enough to suggest that. They're every bit as good as Coleraine, I, w- I would say. Every bit as good, if not better. Um, mm. no, I've no doubt about that. Uh, Drumlane were just handed an impossible task to, with a six-day turnaround to go in against a, the strongest team in the competition who have designs on an All-Ireland and who had a game under their belt already. Like, almost impossible to win that game. Uh, but Mullerhorn have were given a good chance. They were given a couple of weeks of a break. And the, the fairness to you is you, you really set yourself up and went for it. And mm-hmm. that, like I know that Mullerhorn straight after the game, I think I'm right in saying like it also was mentioned straight after the game, even in the midst of celebrations. Mm. That right, okay, we celebrate for a while, but we're going to give us a good lash. It's great to see it because you're not just representing your club; you're representing the the competition that you've just played, and you have to give the best rep, the best um, image of that competition that you can put out there. And I mean, Mullerhorn are doing that to beat the Darren champions, and now they've got the Derry champions. That's going to be tough, but. Um, it would be a huge boost for us to say, well, look, our intermediate championship is as good or better than anyone's, and uh, like that would be a great thing to be able to say. Mm, I think I think you're right. I'd agree with you. I have to say one other thing on 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 you say representing Cavan last Sunday morning. We needed a few bodies to to fill up an in-house game, so got on to a few different players from different clubs and asked them would they come in and just make up numbers. And to a man, everybody said yes. There was one person who had uh, had a family 
mass that they had to go to. But other than that, they, they, they jumped up. Like, and I suppose just to give them their, their, their name checks, Paul O'Connor from Cavan Gales, Pierce Smith from, from Crusher Law, Emmett Fitzsimons and Jason McMahon from Killing Care, Kevin Brown from McHugh all came in and, and, and played an in-house game for us just to make sure we had the numbers up. Key and Bourne as well, sorry, from Drummalee. So, you know, firstly, thanks to those lads. But the, the goodwill shown by other people around the county to say, well, now you're county champions. We'll, we'll, we'll go hell for letter at you when we're against you. But when, when you're representing Cavan, we'll do what we can to help you. Fair play that was them. great. That's brilliant. That's, re- that's a heartwarming hear- thing to hear. Like, yeah. That's brilliant. The GA alive, away, alive yeah. and well in Cavan, or the spirit of the GA. Yeah, anyway, that's so. class. Um, and would any of them have made the Mullerhorn team if you, if you could have chosen them? Jesus, now I'll tell you what, I wouldn't like to be answering that question, <laughs> so I won't answer it. But uh, no, I look at the all, the all done very well. The all, the all came in and competed and, and, and done exactly what you wanted. You wanted something different, you know, so that, you know, sometimes an in house game, everybody knows each other so well that it can be. It can be predictable, but there was there was a few spanners in the works with lads um, from from outside from other clubs. So it was great to see. But the uh, you were speaking with with a, a well known Derry journalist who was saying giving you a bit of I was knowledge. yeah I was. Well, we won't name him because he mightn't want to be uh, accused of giving away inside information. But I was talking to to a buddy of mine um, from Derry and. He was just giving me some info on on Banner. I just met, met a few calls from different people who, in the know up there who would tell you about Banner. They all spoke very highly of them. They said they're they're a serious outfit. Enda Muldoon is their manager. Um, I mean, we all know he was a football genius in his day. Like, and um, he's gone on won all Ireland club medals with Ballinderry, so he knows exactly mm-hmm. what it takes. And from the start of the year, Banner would have been spoken about as potential Derry champions and maybe more. So. It's no surprise to them. I know that they would have really taken Glen Finn very seriously and be- give them a good beat in the last day. Like there was a lot expected of Glen Finn and Banner went there and away from home and beat them well. Um, traditionally, like they would have been as much a hurling club as as a football club. And there was times in the last few years before Slotneil really started to to send their players into the Derry hurling team. Uh, and even uh, even still, they, they generally only played the, league, the summer a lot of them. Um, but they would, there was times there would have been 14, 15, 16 Banner lads on the Derry County Hoarding panel um, it, it was as far as I know it was 63 years or something like that since they won an adult football title but almost all that time they've been playing senior football like they were in it and they've always been known as a team that that in the league they might struggle because of the fellas away playing Hoarding mainly but mm. come championship they were, they were now in Derry as a very dangerous animal like they beat the loop a couple of years ago who had been in the previous year's senior final that's only maybe last year or the year before uh, I think it was actually last year so that tells you what they're capable of. Now, they would be regarded as a solid top eight, top ten team in Derry. Um, to get promoted to, to the senior championship in Derry, you, you do it via the league now. And they had to beat, I think, the fifth from bottom in Division 1 to get up the way because they were relegating a load of teams, something like that. And they did it. So that'll tell you um, they're, they're a solid outfit. I know that they're, they're very physically strong up the middle, which you'd expect from a Derry team. Um, their centre-back is supposed to be an exceptionally good player. Mark Lynch, Cavan supporters will know all about him. Great free taker, big man, mm-hmm. big boot on him. He's midfield. Other years they're reliant on Lynch. I think this year not so much. His midfield partner is is in great shape, a great athlete. Does a lot of a lot of power for running, and they've got goal threat inside. And their full forward is a big powerful man as well. So look, I'm sure you you're not going to give it away on the airwaves, but I'm sure you know an awful lot more about them than I do. But that's just what. What I have been told about them and that they're that they're a solid, very solid outfit, and that they'll be very tuned in. So, um, 
I know Mulhorn are the same, so I'm going up to the game. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, should be, should be. Anyway, we're, we're all looking forward to it, and hopefully, as I've said before, hopefully the the big Mullahorn support who is over in Coot Hill that they make their way up to the Athletic Grounds because they were a huge part of of the win over Breda. So, um, look at fingers crossed it goes well. As I say, not just from a, a Mullahorn point of view, but for Cavan, it would be great to have a team in an Ulster final at club level and just show that. You know, our intermediate championship is every bit as good as anything else out in Ulster. So yeah, because Mullahorn won the final well, but like Mullahorn lost the game early on in it and won another game by a point. So like, there's a lot of teams yeah. out there that would feel that Mullahorn aren't that far far ahead of them. So if Mullahorn can get to the Ulster final, you know, other teams would feel, Jesus, we're not a bad team after all. Yeah, that's so exactly. The rising yeah. tide lifts all boats. That's it. That's it. Um, I suppose moving on, then the Breffney All Stars being revealed in uh, Wednesday's Anglo Celt. Um, as always, they they cause controversy or people have their opinions on it. Um, we'll suppose even going through to the, the players of the year, starting at junior level, Louis Fay Cooper, Emmett Fitzsimons and Donald Monaghan are the three nominees. You can't really argue with any of the three of them, could you, Paul? No, definitely couldn't argue with any of them. I think, uh, you know, it's probably unusual that the, that the runners-up got two nominations and the winners got one, but... You know, went to a replay, mm. um, and Killing Care were the form team for most of that championship. But like, yeah. if looking at their entire body of work, it was very impressive. Jermaine came up trumps in the replay, and were well deserving winners of the Sean Lady Cup. But um, no, I think I think all three lads had had fantastic championships. I think that's going to be that's going to be very interesting. Mm. Is there is there any omissions from the junior team that that you think raise eyebrows? I, I thought Keen Monaghan was very good. Um, Oh, sorry, in the team itself. Yeah, the omissions. Yeah, the I teams on the nomination players of the year. I suppose you'd maybe Peter McCabe would surely have to get a mention. Like his, his form up to the final was absolutely blistering. Um, got overlooked in the end up, um, probably because he, he didn't have his best game in either either game in the final. Uh, Ryan Connolly, there would be people that say Ryan should be on the team, and I could see why, because he was man of the match in the replay of the final and probably won it for Jermaine in the end up with his, with his come mm. up with the big scores. Uh, but probably what went against Ryan was he was injured and missed missed a good bit. I think he might have missed the, the quarter and the semi with injury, and that went against him. And he was he wasn't fully fit. I don't think in the drawing game he wasn't firing in all cylinders. But like you know, like the good player that he is, when when it came down to it, he came up trumps. But um, I'd say he, I'd say he was pretty close to it. Um, looking back through it, yeah, I think it's a fair representation. Like there's a player there from Knockbride. There's players there from from various different clubs. Shannon Gales mm-hmm. got a player onto it. So a few a player that that I think a lot of people said was, played very well was Neville O'Donnell for Shannon Gales. He didn't get in either, but he's a he's another player that seems to be coming back from is it his third cruciate injury and 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 getting better and better all the time. So it's uh, that that's another omission maybe that that people will raise an eyebrow to. And and Stephen McParland from Kildallan as well. He was or Shane McParland. Oh, sorry, Shane. Yeah, is it Shane? Yeah, me? well, yeah. he was he was back from a cruciate and did very well in a couple mm. of games too. Yeah, like, like he's a, he's a very good player. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him get a good run at it now. Like like he's the sort of player that might have county potential. Um, if he can, if it all can click for him, he can put in a really good season next year. Yeah. Um, but no, I I, I think overall it's it's fair. It's a fair representation, and I think it was a very good junior championship, and I think. That fifteen that's listed is no is no bad team. Like, mm. 
Well, the point that was put to me by somebody, if you put the junior team of the year or the all-star team at junior level up against the intermediate or the senior team, would it be a complete mismatch? And I don't think it would. I think it'd be a good enough game. I think it would be, yeah. yeah, Definitely, yeah, definitely. You know, in fairness. Moving on to the intermediate, the nominees for the player of the year were um, Killian Brady from Mullahorn, Evan Doughty from uh, Coo Hollins and, and Philip Brady, or the Gunner Brady from Mullahorn as well. You know, I don't think there's there's much that people could argue with there. Yeah, I thought Evan Doughty was Coo standard player and... Um, has he has he done enough to say he's he's ready for county football? It's, it's a pity because uh, he was just coming to the boil nicely, like, and then he got that injury. Mm, and that like the big test of him would have been if he had went out and, and lit it up in an intermediate final. Then you'd have said, look, he's lighting up an intermediate final. A championship final is the closest thing in club football as you can come to intercounty football in terms of intensity. That was the big test for Evan, and he just didn't get a chance to sit the test. Mm. And that was unfortunate for him. But I, I thought that all the way through, like I saw Cucullin several times, like there was the Bally Hayes game, I think he scored the first three or four points of the game. Um, the the Corner Fane game, I thought he ran the game up in Lavi. He got like two in, goals in, that day. In the forward line that before the championship started, everybody was saying that Cucullin's forward line is going to be too good for for intermediate you know I, I think it was you kind of phrase a senior forward line was it or somebody you kind of phrase any of senior forward line and and junior back line that but they they he was the star amongst Eugene Keaton Connor Smith you know Brian McGee Adam Riley class class players I thought Connor Smith played well um and I actually thought Keaton played very well I mean, what went against Keaton was he missed a couple of games in the middle of the championship um but I I, I thought he I thought he stood out, I have to say, but definitely doubt he was the pick of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking through the rest of that intermediate team, there was serious competition for places there. Like, I don't know that you have it in front of you. I know that uh, McKenna from Lara got in there, I think, full-back. Cornerback. Cornerback. Yeah, well, in the full-back line. Like, you, you couldn't really leave him out. You couldn't leave him out. Um, and Lara were so so strong all the way through. Like, and just, I think they just, they didn't peak at the right time. No. They probably peaked, if anything, maybe in the league. Um they definitely didn't peak. They didn't peak in August, September, anyway. Yeah, I I think they were peaking at the start of the championship. Yeah, because possibly, they yeah. were they were after winning the the promotion game against Lavi, um, and then they what was it Lavi? It was was it? And then and then they they started the championship, and they had a hell of a tough draw in the championship, you know. But they still they came away with all the victories. Maybe the the grueling group stage took its toll on a young Lara team yeah I saw them against Burleyborough twice and I was pretty certain after that that there was no championship in them and they were my tip from the start of the year mm. to win the championship but they were poor on the Friday night in the in the drawing game against Burleyborough they were poor it was quarter final quarter final yeah. and then in the replay even though they pulled away and won the game by 7 or 8 points they end up I thought they were poor and they lost Jack McKenna in that game I know he got, got his suspension overturned or whatever but they didn't start him in the semi-final and they were weakened anyway and yeah I just thought they lost their form like but I, I think I do think there's an intermediate championship in Lara but they need to be careful of falling into the trap that, that Calvin fell into I think which is living in the future you know your mm. best year is always next year your best year has to be this year mm. so like they really would want to go and win that now if they've got designs on going up and making themselves into a really good senior team they want to go and get that senior cha- intermediate championship and win it to hell and, mm. and don't be thinking about next year Brady's Arva Limited 
Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-43-3011. Moving on to the, the Senior Player of the Year and the Senior All-Stars team, I suppose the Player of the Year nominees are Stephen Cooney, um, Stephen Cooney, my mind's gone like Ronan Flanagan, Paul Smith, and the last one is Pierce Smith. Smith. Yeah, so... Uh, there's, four, there's four lads who are after, can look back on, on a serious season's work I think mm-hmm. all four lads were were exceptional, um, and I think all four lads would be awarded the winner of the Player of the Year award. Um, you know, whoever gets it, nobody's going to be able to say he didn't play well. I thought, thought they were yeah. exceptional. Like I thought Cooney turned in a masterclass of of cornerback play in several games and was coming up to to score as well. Paul Smith was fantastic at wing back, all over the breaking ball, breaking out of defence, so good on the ball. Um, Ronald Flanagan. I won't say he reinvented himself, but um, I thought he played, he rolled back the years. He's not an old man, but he he played his best football for a few years, mm, definitely. And he drove forward. It was great purpose some, about him. Some of his passing was was just brilliant to watch in this year's championship. Like he he whipped both the foot and just a simple little five yard, ten yard hand pass that was crisply into the into the right area, but that that defenses were all torn in at the one time. Going, where's he going with this ball? And all of a sudden, there's a man in behind. Like I, I, I couldn't count on one hand the amount of times he done that between semi-finals, the two and the the final, where just those simple little, I'm looking forward, I'm gonna go forward, and and dares to pass that's gonna take this mass defence out of the way. I thought he, I thought he was brilliant. No, he was, he was like, and you know, I always thought, I always thought wing back was his best position. Uh, myself, and he played centre back in 2016. Um, and he, I think he found it going tough against Conor Bradley that year in the final. And then I started to think maybe he's, he's better utilised as a forward. But what hurt his game in the last few... Like, that's the man who captained the senior in the county team mm-hmm. at 22. Like, and he was phenomenal, phenomenal player coming up. And and when he broke into the senior team, like I remember seeing him playing, I think, against Sligo in a league match when he was about 19 or 20. And like the bravery of him... As well is overlooked. Like he's tough, he's tough as well. Like, yeah, but people yeah. forget that because he's so silky skilled. But he's he's tough not as well. But um, what, what's what crept into his game and it crept into football in general was players playing laterally and going backwards and all that. And for a year or two, I think he he didn't hit the heights that he was capable of. But he left that behind him this year and he drove forward every chance he got. And he was brilliant. And Pierce Smith, what do you say about him? Phenomenal, just phenomenal. His leadership. He always had. I've been watching Pierce since he was thirteen, playing for St Pat's, and he always had that leadership about him. But his decision making on the ball, his oh. speed, his accuracy—he's like, just his athleticism. He, he covers athleticism. so much ground. Yeah, I know. I remember we used to marvel when he was playing for St Pat's and at Cornwall level and stuff like that. I used to go to watch the games um, in midweek, handy afternoon out of the office, and uh, we end up in places like Brookborough and. Uh, Ty Holland and random place there'd be nobody watching the games and it, 
his engine was from that age I remember thinking this lad is something else his engine he never stopped and he used to play a wing half forward and he was phenomenal Like, and he he lost his form for a year or two when he was about 19 but he's found it again the last 18 months and he really excelled this year and I think he's going to be he's going to be a, a plus for the cabin panel next year yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I, th- I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Like it, 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 it literally was. Which is attitude, Damien. Like he, he, he's he's such a pleasant chap and a hard working, modest fella. Like, and I mean that's as important as any skills. Mm-hmm. Like I could see him going a long way in the game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The team, the team of the year at senior level. There's always going to be questions over us, you know, regardless of who picks it or, or how it turns out. But. Um, Lavi well represented and and had a good championship yet again. Yeah, Lavi with four on it, I think. Three, 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 yeah, three on it. Yeah. Yeah. Shane Tierney, Carl Duke, and uh, Chris Conroy. Chris Conroy. Like it's hard to argue with any of them. Um, like Garner would probably feel a little bit hard done by. They only got one player on it, Mark McKeever. But that's the way the cookie crumbles. Like I'd say, he and Madden would have been close to it. Um, but overall, it's hard to see that Garner had loads of like eight out of ten performers. But it's hard to see what individual Garner player could feel hard done by. And I mean, it is an individual award mm. at the end of the day. So, um, Cass Rang got a great representation. Crush Law got four, I think, as well, maybe five. So, I think it's fair uh, over the, the whole balance of it. Um, I thought Leahy was very good in the goals. Um, you know, mm. I, th- I, I think it's fair. I think I do think it's, it's a good team. I know that Kevin Carney picked his all-star team for the Irish News maybe a week or two ago. And there were some people grumbling about that and thought he was uh, some of the... Selections were were off the wall, um, so I think maybe the Breffney also team people might be a bit happier with it. So that's a pat in the back for the selectors. Mm, yeah, well, sure they'll see. I'm sure there's 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 always going to be people who are, who would have a different team, but that's the beauty of of the GEA. It comes down to opinion. As I say, I do go to football matches regularly with my father, and two of us come away with completely different views on 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 how the game was played. So it can uh, it, it can happen. Moving on then to the under-20s championship, it's in full flow. I suppose to start off, though, with Division 1, I went up to watch Rammer against Crushelaw. It turned out to be quite a poor game. Crushelaw just far too strong for the Virginia side. Um, but Division 1 now has turned into a bit of a farce. Three teams in it, Lockouta pulled out, and now in the third game of Division 1, it's now a semi-final um, where Rammer and... Southern Gales will take on each other, which is their second game for a place in the final. It's it's not right. Nah, that's it's very disappointing because the under twenty one was always a great championship. I, uh, you know, I don't agree with playing it at the time of year that it's played at. When else would you play it? I'm not sure, but I think if you want to if you want to maybe devalue something, that's what you do. You play it there, and it has survived because we've had very good players coming through at, the, at these levels in the last few years and. The novelty of amalgamations has kept the interest up, and there's been some great games and great finals in it. But I think it's getting to be like really, we need to shout stop here now. If it's getting to the stage where you can only muster up three under twenty one Division One teams, you have to say that that looks to be broken at this stage. I'll give that another year in this time slot, and if it's, if it's something similar next year, I think there's going to have to be a radical change made there. Hmm. I wonder, is it the time slot or or is it club's attitude within Cavan? Because moving on, because there's nothing else to talk about in Division 1, into Division 2, I went to watch Lara against Killigarry on Sunday. And Lara, after a bit of a wobble, 
um, where where Killigarry scored, I think it was one seven without reply, but one six coming from minor Ushin Brady, phenomenal, phenomenal wee talent. Um, and I say we, he's physically strong. He's not that wee either. He'd be a first cousin of Connor Brady, obviously from from Gauna. But Lara ran away with it in the end, and I was coming away from it saying to myself, well, they four county on the twenties on the team. I said that that Jack McKenna, Lee Riley. Owen Cooney and Pork Riley, and yet they're not in Division One. And if yeah. I was to say, and, if and, they and, and they've won the they've won the Division Two before last actually. year, yeah, last year, last year. Uh, like, yeah. why why are they in Division Two? And then Knockbride, who are very strong as well at this level. Now they wouldn't have big numbers, and this was put back at me that I oh, will like Knockbride only have fifteen or sixteen players. But Division One is fifteen aside. Division Two is fifteen aside. Division Three is fifteen aside. Yeah. So what's the difference? Like, get as high a quality of football as you can possibly get for these lads. Y- you'll benefit. Well, I think that's where probably the CCC or whoever's in charge of it should step in there and say, like, we're not running under twenty one Division One championship with four teams. That's just it. We're not doing it. So either either we combine the two into one, or some mm. teams step up. I, I personally think teams shouldn't be allowed. I'm not sure the format is, but I presume teams enter a team. Into whatever division they want, I I, oh, I, I no. think I think what should be done is you enter a team into the under twenty one championship, and then when all the teams are in the pot, the CCC decide they look at it and go, hold on, you've you've two county minors and three county under twenties or whatever it is, you're division one team, and work it like that. Like I know, so I said that to someone and they were saying, um, oh, it's so much hard work, so much hassle and that. But I'm involved in a handball committee, national handball CCC, and we have to we have to grade seventy two teams in the national fela that's 72 teams of, of four players and a sub in the in the All-Ireland fela in handball and that 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 involves going through every single player you're talking 350 players go through every single player and see what they've won and then you grade them so you, you just enter fela and then you then we grade them and we tell them look, okay you, we've decided you're in this division and it works very well and it's a lot of work but you do it in an evening because you have five mm-hmm. or six people there and you've, you've got your paperwork there and you do it and it makes for a good competition and it should be a lot easier done by under twenty one, where, where you actually know the players. Like if you look at Knockbride, have played two games, they've scored thirty five and only conceded nine points. You know they they look like they're very very strong in that. Lara have won the two two from two. Blackwater Gales are two from two. Balanyar two from two. Then you go down into Erog Celtic uh, one from two. As are Neve Breed, Cavan Gales, um, and then down to the bottom end where you have West Cavan Gales, Saint Joseph's. Killan Gales, who I think is Billyborough Shercock, is it, or is it Kingscourt Shercock? Killan, uh, when they won minor, it was Billyborough and Shercock, yeah. Right, well, Killan Gales are, are, have no wins, Killigarry have no wins, and Asan Gales have no win at the at the bottom of it. Um, just to cut you off, Damien, something that just came into my head. I'm pretty sure that, was it last year Asan got to the final? Or was it the year before? Well, they got to the two previous ones. I think they might have got to the final last year yeah, as well. And they were, they were well beaten yeah. by Southern Gales. But I, I think Asan played a challenge against one of the Division 2 teams. Last year? Last year. Lara. And we're hockey. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it was the year before the year last. Before that. And they were well beaten. Yeah. So that says it all. Like, If the Division 1 finalists are losing to the Division 2 team in a, in a challenge... You'd imagine a Division Two team would say, oh, "Jesus, maybe next year we've all these boys back mm. or whatever it is. Let's step it up." Like, yeah, I, I, I have to say, and again, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but Knockbride were in the Division One minor final with this team two years ago, 2016. Yeah, and yeah. they were beaten by they were beaten by three, by uh, two or three points. No, it was more than that. They led in three goals. It was something like uh, three ten to ten or something like that. Maybe they lost it by about ten points. It was three ten to nine points or something. But um, I mean, to Rammer. 
No, it was a crush it all, but that was an exceptional crush it all. So that, that, that is was the most exception. of the senior, yeah, that's right. most of the senior champions, like, and they yeah. were the second best team in it. Well, crush it all had beaten Southern Gales, I think, but they're in the top three teams in it, like so. Mm. And know. now they're playing Division Two. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that's benefiting Knockbride or Lara. If 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 the form book stays as is and they go on to contest that final, which it looks like they will, I think the two of them will look back and say we should have gone up and played Division 1 and, and improved the standard that these boys are used to playing it but yeah. time will tell anyway and moving on into Division 3 and, and there's some more of the same <coughs> if you go down into Division 3 although they they drew um, an early game Bally Hayes are, are top of the table along with Den they have a draw and a win um, I'm just looking back to see who they drew with because they beat Hollands easily in the first game uh, or sorry, in the second game at the weekend, there I can't just see who they played in that. Oh, sorry, they, they drew. Yeah, they drew a Templeport. So I suppose Templeport are strong enough there too. But I don't, I don't think that they'd be out of their depth in Division Two there either. So I don't see the need for it. The six teams in Division Three, it it it, it looks a little bit lumped them all into Division Two. To hell, there's no need for for three divisions of under twenty one. No, I don't. Not, think not when so. you've got so many amalgamations and things. Yeah, it it, it was uh, Ballyhays with 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 a, a good win against Cuhollands and Cuhollands, I suppose, who were traditionally with Assan are now out on their own, which which has weakened Assan Gales as well. well. How many teams are in it all together? Like, if you had sixteen teams in it all together, you could run it all, run it on a knockout and put them all in and seed the top eight and and let your drop down be Division Two. So you lose your first round, you're into the, your Division Two on the Twenty One Championship. Mm-hmm. I, that seems to be the fairest way to do it for me. I have to say, I like the I like the idea of of giving the three games, making it a league format that you get three games because then if you like the other way, if you I lose two, I you're out. Right. Like we're at the end of a long year, like and well, I uh, spoke to a, a member of the Lara Club on Sunday coming out from the game, and I was saying how many of those lads out there got no football with junior and senior, and he he said to me probably about seven or eight. Like between the entire panel of Lara, so w- without that, you know, they would have only been getting one or two games. Like, this is important to them, and I think that that we we've created a gap where under seventeens now from an under seventeen somebody who's maybe a weak eighteen year old just going eighteen year old that's overage for under seventeens isn't ready or doesn't want to go up to senior or adult football just yet they're falling between the cracks at the minute so I think that this competition yeah. keeps them I, in the I, loop. I think that's because because of the decline of reserve football which seems to have but, uh, reserve football was at its peak when when um, senior and junior teams played on the same day mm. it was brilliant it was yeah. brilliant for supporters and it was brilliant for players and you had fellas who would play two games and we come on in one, one of the games and start the next game and the supporters would go and they got a good afternoon out because they got to see their team playing twice. Okay, there was the odd mismatch but it worked out pretty well and it's no coincidence I think that, that since that they've gone, done away with that it's left it that, that the thing has just deteriorated by the year and now it's the reserve football is just an afterthought. It's rubbish. Yeah, possibly so. Possibly so. I can't argue too much with it. But the under twenty competition continues this weekend. Anyway, I think it's the the final round of the group games. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. We're just going to let you listen to a little snippet of a podcast we done earlier on in the week on Patreon dot com, where we selected our best fifteen over the last twenty five years, and we had uh, we had some wonderful debate, Paul, on it. But the podcast got an unbelievably good reaction. Uh, Peter Riley, for me, mm. goes in a wing back. He was one of my certs. I, I just thought he was 
he was something else. Like he, his strength of character, uh, his confidence, his balls in a big game. He he would he would show up. He'd do the job. He he didn't bow down to any player. And plus, he had that left peg. He could carry ball. He could get you scores. He was versatile, and he was always a great player. He captain Cavan under sixteen level um, to win a Manning Cup. He captain Cavan under twenty one level to win a, uh, to win an Ulster That's title. Right, yeah. He won an Ulster senior medal. You know, I remember at the time. Um, he got a bad cruciate injury. Well, they're all bad, but he got a cruciate injury. He came back from it. I remember hearing at the time that he went to international rules trials and and was supposed to have dominated and didn't get cut, picked for it, which was a shock to the people who were there. So, like, he was rated among his peers, among among the very best players in the country. So, wing back for me is Peter Riley. Yeah, I I I I didn't consider him in that position, um, and 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 on that alone, we'll we, we'll move on. But yeah, you're 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 right that he's he's there somewhere, um, going into centre back, and there's there's probably not a huge amount of options here in my head. The more I thought back on it, it came down to, and, and this was a close call for me. It came down to Bernard Morris and Trevor Crow, and, and I know on Twitter, and we'll get to it later on. There was debate over over Trevor Crow, but for me. At centre back, yeah, seemed to get serious engagement. Um, I was showing you some of the the social media comments and and some of the the text messages I was getting from people. One man said to me that he uh, he, he couldn't get out of the car when he got home. He had to listen to the end of it before he went into the house. There you go. Yeah, she's she's maybe maybe uh, he didn't want to go and listen to the wife. <laughs> but uh, how do people sign up for that? <laughs> they, they go to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin and it, well, it must be like 50 or 100 euro a month isn't it? yeah it's every bit of it I wish no it's uh, it's $5 a month so for $5 a month you get at least one extra podcast a week and we're, we're going to get more creative with the with the content over the winter because obviously there's there's less games going on but we will continue the content going and, and we'll, we'll dig into a few more suggestions of people after the novelty of the best 15 and we're not going to we're not going to ruin it on anybody. If you want to listen to our our picks, because you picked the team and I picked the team, um, and they weren't the same team, funnily enough. But um, the, uh, the, the the novelty of that seems to have stored thoughts in a lot of people. Where one was one of the suggestions was that we pick the best fifteen of the last, I think, twenty five years that didn't play championship football for Cavan that either played league or McKenna Cup. And you, you, there's a few names that come to my mind that are like, yeah, they were very good footballers, but for one reason or another, never. Some of them wouldn't even have played league or McKenna Cup. Yeah, yeah. No. So it's 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 another one we'll definitely we'll consider getting that. It it probably takes a right bit of research, so it mightn't be a short term project, but it's um it's it's something that we look at. We're we're loving the idea of doing. So get on over to Patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan to subscribe to the the Die Hards podcast where this week we picked the 15 players our best 15 players over the last 25 years moving on into the Horland and uh, last Saturday evening on the 3G pitch Pierce Oag beat Coot Hill in the semi-final of the senior championship 313 to 1-8 this Pierce Oag we, we actually spoke with Mark Hayes from Pierce Oag on the Patreon podcast last week this Pierce Oag idea has been an absolute revelation for Cavan Horland for the simple reason that now you've got four teams and Crude Hill for the first time in I don't know how long aren't going to be in the county decider because there's competition. 
Yeah, no, it's great. It's it, it really has brought a real novelty factor to it. I'd go to the Horn and final this yeah. year. Now, with, <laughs> with respect, I haven't gone to it the last couple of years because there wasn't there was nothing there to to entice the neutrals to it. Like, and but now there's a real there's a storyline there. This, this is a team of footballers with a, with a few hurlers, well, a lot of good hurlers thrown in there as well, and they've come together out of the love of hurling, and they've put a great effort into it. I know some of them, mm-hmm. and they really want to go out and win that and. They gave Mullerhorn a good game in the group stages and they're improving all the time. And that was an eye catching win against a good hill team that had the three Carneys playing, one of them an Ulster College's Hurling All Star. Yeah. So good hurlers and lots of experience. And they, they beat them well. So I think this is going, that's the makings of a big one because Mullerhorn, we all know, are, love their Hurling and have really put in a good effort into the Hurling the last few years as well. So I think that we're going to. We're going to see the biggest crowd we've seen at the Horland final in a good few years, mm. and we're going to see a good game of Horland. So fair play to them, yeah, and, and fair play to Muller Horn as well for keeping the flame going. I'd say that they're just as happy. Uh, new opposition coming through to enliven the whole thing as well. So yeah. no, it's 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 good for Horland and Cavan definitely. It, it definitely is, and 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 even Mark Hayes was telling me on the, on that other podcast that the the Horland the senior Horland team have now started. They've they've been in. They've got all their testing done. And they're getting ready to start the, the new season coming up again, the preseason training coming up, which is absolutely phenomenal. Considering you know years ago it used to be thrown together, or maybe not even thrown together. Now you're talking about proper preparation. Yeah, like they're coming in cold last year, and I think they're a bit disappointed with how it, how it played out for them last year. Because in the back of their mind, I think they had one eye on the Laurie Maher and maybe getting a really good run in that. But they were disappointed. But they were coming from a standing start, and now they're, mm. now they're coming sprinting into it. And all this extra hurling, like Mark Hayes said to you on the pod that he that he's played something like seventeen matches this year, yeah, which is which is brilliant. Like, yeah. so watch out for Cavan Horrors next year as well. But go to that county final anyone if it gets a chance because it's good. It's making us a good one. Yeah, I think it's the week after next because obviously yeah. Mullerhorn are busy this weekend, but it'll be on in in uh, in Kingspan Breffney, I presume, the weekend after next. So, uh, moving on to the final aspect of the show and it's a managerial merry-go-round few appointments made this week or within the last week um, Danny DeGunner Brady has gone from Abbey Lara and he's coming close to Caventown he's going with Andy McGovern to Killigarry it's a, a very interesting appointment that is a good interesting appointment yeah, like we were just talking off air Killigarry have lots of talent coming through mm. and they're definitely a team to watch in the not too distant future and Andy McGovern of course former Killigarry player and a highly rated coach as well so they're definitely one to watch without a doubt yeah like if 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 they can bring a bit of consistency to Killigarry's performance because obviously you have to be playing well to beat Calvin Gales any day you know and, and to beat them this year and I seen them then in the relegation playoff against Balagna and they were they were sublime they were really really good you know, so there's there is a level that they can get to, but they don't seem to consistently stay up close to that level. So if if Danny and Andy can bring that, which I've absolutely no doubt, if there's any pair that'll that'll do it, it is them too. Well, it's such a, a close senior championship. Like you, you could take out Matty McKenna, Derek Kennedy, and Connor Smith from that Killigarry team. If they had those three lads mm. um, in the team, like Killigarry could very well have made a county final this year. As it was, they ended up in the relegation playoffs, but. With those fellas back, I don't know how long it'll be for Connor to come back, but you'd hope with those three fellas on the field next summer that Killigarry will be right there. Yeah, yeah, they won't be too far away. Speaking of uh, senior championship victories, Kieran O'Reilly, who won the senior championship, obviously with Balagna and with Mullahorn, is now going to Lacken to see if he can complete the Trinity. Yeah, look at there's. I think Niall Lynch has won two senior championships with different clubs. With with Kingsford and Mullahorn, and mm. I'd say Kieran is the only the only one operating at the minute 
in the county that has won over two different clubs. And funny thing, when he won it in '98 and and 20, 2013, Joe Connor was the opposing manager on both. That's right. Which is a luckless record for Joe. But um, Kieran O'Reilly, sure, look at top businessman, uh, international, internationally renowned businessman. So he knows how to manage people, and I know he was always popular with players when he was with Balinha. So I think I think Kieran will. will uh, Make a good job of lacking too. Mm, it's a very just down the road in Mullahorn as well. That's it, Larry, who uh, we, we mentioned on the Die Hard podcast this week. Gone by, not to give away too much. He's going to take over his home club in Knockbride. Yeah, great appointment. Great appointment. I think he's had a big hand to play in the, bringing through the young lads they have as well. So I'm disappointed if he doesn't play <laughs> because I'm enjoying his cameo as even still. But um, yeah. I think he's got to make himself a good manager too. So. Yeah, no, no I, I think there's definitely a championship in that pride, without a doubt. Yeah, if 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 the underage potential reaches its its capability, then there has to be one there. But they have to they have to get the right work ethic in, and no better man than Larry to bring that to them. So, Adrian Maguire last year with Kilishandra is now going to take over his home club of Balanya. Yeah, good one again. Yeah, good one. I mean, great Balanya club man for many many years. And is that what Balanya need? Like they they. They need they need the insiders to really start to store the pot for them themselves again. Things are on a bit of a low ebb in Ballina. Yeah, mm. like, they just need a wee bit of a boost. And Adrian might provide that. You'd hope anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it should be should be an interesting appointment anyway. The other one, or we, we spoke last week on the on the exports coming out from Cavan. There's another one. Martin McGovern from Killing Care is going to be taking over Kilmainham Wood in Kilmainham. Or Kilmainham, sorry. Kilmainham, yeah. Kilmainham. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be an interesting one as well. Like it, again, it just goes to show the stock of Cavan is rising on the outside, as in people are looking into Cavan and saying, Well, what's going on there? Let's get some of that. Yeah. Oh look at um like Martin's been involved there with the Cavan senior team was selected for a few mm. years, he knows his way around the training field anyway. Like Gary Farley was with them before and did quite well with them as well. So you know, best luck to him as well. I think it's great to see it. Yeah, so it's not not the end of the managerial merry-go-round. It'll continue spinning for another few weeks, I've no doubt at all. But that brings us to the end of this week's McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Don't forget to get in contact with us on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, or on Instagram. And let us know your thoughts on all of the topics we discussed on this week's podcast. And don't forget to head on over there to patreon.com forward slash wearecavan to subscribe to the Diehards podcast. Thanks for listening and hope you have a good weekend. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinaza, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Kevin doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>